Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Nerd Speak. I'm Adam Koplik, joined by Jay Patel. It's been the first couple of days of free agency here, not here, over, I don't know where, somewhere in the NFL. Um, yeah, football free agency is starting back up, starting up, I'm misspeaking, it, it Technically, I mean, like, you know, we talked, we had an episode on Monday. We talked a little bit about the early signings. Um, so technically the legal tampering period started on Monday at noon and the actual league new year started yesterday at four o'clock. And that's when the signings became official trades became official cards. So when took officially a cult, uh, Matthew Stafford officially a Ram, uh, the defensive tackle who called, who said that uh, Matthew Stafford was a level up over Jared Goff, officially a lion and Jared Goff's teammate. <laughs> so, um, Definitely an interesting couple of days. Some surprising cuts across the league. Kyle Fuller did not end up getting cut. That would have been wild. I don't. Yeah. I didn't know where that rumor came from. Um, Rodney Hudson traded. He didn't end up getting cut. He was traded. They brought. They then they brought back Virginia Cognito. Uh, the Raiders did. So some uh, pretty big moves across the league. But um, our, today is our midweek episode. I probably should have said that a minute and a half ago, but it's our midweek episode, and uh, we're going to do a top five. That's what this week is, and this week's top five is going to be fitting with what we were just talking about, and that is NFL free agency. So our top five free agent signings so far this year. Uh, number five, Jay, you want to take it away? Uh yeah, sure. So I'll start with uh, one of a, I guess, a lesser known one. I don't think it really. Was this popular? Some like the bigger names, but the Cardinals re-signed a uh, Kelvin Beecham, two-year, four million dollar deal. I think, I think it's a really solid deal. He's been good in pass protection. I thought he'd go for a lot higher compared to like, Darrell Williams got like a decent sized deal for like an average tackle. I'm surprised he went for only like two million. Um, it's good for Kyler. You know, keeps that O line there. Um, then they can focus on adding weapons in the draft years. Yeah. Um. So number five, I went a little homer and uh i did john ross to the giants and uh for as much as i hated the giants first day of free agency i think they've had a couple better days leonard williams got a lot of money but uh the cap hit yeah. the cap hit the first year wasn't that bad and then they can move on at the third year next year it's gonna be a lot of money but okay. regardless the i i and then they also signed Devonte booker on the first day which i hated wow. hated wow. and they overpaid a backup running back on day one of free agency it was horrible and if they hadn't made that move, I'd actually really be a fan of the free agency so far because yeah. they made some good moves. Kyle Rudolph, they just signed um, for a, a lot – an incentive-laden contract, so I actually don't hate it at all. I know the maximum amount is a lot, but I don't think he's going to reach that. Yeah. But uh, regardless, John Ross, the Giants, signed the uh, 40-yard dash all-time champion, <laughs> John Ross, former top 10 pick from the Bengals, and – uh, they gave him one year, $2.5 million. I mean, no risk, two point two five, No risk at all. And, you know, this is a guy who, I mean, he's a deep ball threat if there ever was one. I mean, he's, I mean, he's had some problem with drops, and you, that pisses you off. But and but you're not expecting him to be a one, two, or, or even number three wide receiver. I mean, this is a wide receiver four that you can put in, and maybe you find something with him. Because if you're able to unlock anything, and he's able to become half the player who's supposed to be out of college. And, and I mean, that speed is just blazing. I mean, the dude can run. And I really like that kind of weapon. And I think that's a – I really want them to surround uh, Jones with a lot of speedy guys in addition to some big physical receivers. Like if they end up bringing in Kenny Galladay, I think that that would be a perfect fit. And um, 
So, yeah, I really like John Ross at five. And uh, number four for me is Curtis Samuel, another wide receiver, to the Washington football team. Uh, I Again, speed, speed, speed. I, I wasn't a big fan of the Giants bringing in Samuel just because I think that he's very similar to Sterling Shepard. I think he's yeah. better than Shepard, but he's a lot. I mean, he's very much a slot to outside. He's, and right. I would rather just let Shepard really be a slot receiver for once. Um, but I really do like uh, Samuel regardless. I think he's a play. I think he's a playmaker. I think he's, you know, explosive as hell. And I think that's a really good fit in Washington. And the entire wide receiver market has really been getting underpaid this year. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's why Will Foley, who I'll talk about later, um, and I think Andre Bull too, signed such a signed a one year deal, and why the Bengals I know offered Kenny Galladay a one-year deal like the, the, right. a lot of guys want to go back out next year when the salary caps higher which makes sense so three years 34 and a half I think it's a steal and you get the term and it's a young guy he gets the appearance again and I think that him with Terry McLaurin is a really really good combination yeah uh, just like add on to that before I go into my guy but uh the Washington football team they love a pre-snap motion too yeah and Samuel's just a guy that moves everywhere the one thing I'm interested to see because uh, I'm pretty sure he's getting paired back with his old OC now in Washington. Um, Joe Brady played him in the slot, I think, about 70% of the time compared to Turner when he was in Carolina. He had him there only around 32% of the time. So I want to see if, like, Turner actually, like, learns from Brady. Like, see, like, yeah, he adapt. That's important well, to think about because, like, the dude, the reason he just got paid is because he broke out under Joe Brady. Yeah. Like he had the best year of his career. He wasn't. He was just not having that good of years until they were utilizing him right. So is his old OC now just gonna you know go back to the way he used to be utilizing him, which is was obviously right. not the best of his abilities. But yeah. yeah. Um. Right. So my number four, I had a. I'll go Shaq. Uh, Carl Lawson. I don't know why I said Shaq. Uh, Carl Lawson signed to the Jets. Um. I don't have the exact terms up, but. He's their first. It was, uh, three years, forty-five million. Thank you. Yeah. Max value, obviously. Yeah. He's their first pass rusher, so I, I think in like five, ten years or something, that had a PFF pass rushing grade or PFF grade of over eighty. Um, it's been a long time since the Jets have had a consistent edge uh, presence, and I think like an underrated aspect of it, he gets to work with Quinnen Williams, who's like just insane on the inside, right? And you have Robert Sala there now, who was known for having really good defenses in uh, San Francisco. I think it's a really good fit. They got him at a great value, too, considering, like, look at, like, a guy with, like, just uh, off the head, like, Leonard Williams, right, got compared to a guy like Lawson. Um, Pretty not fun to see as a Giants fan, but I'm glad Lawson got a deal. The Jets did really well on that, I think. Yeah, all honesty, like, I think the Williams deal, like, you just can't even compare it to anything because the leverage that that man had man. over the Giants was unbelievable. I mean, they they were they were so, I mean, between trading a third-round pick for him, then franchise tagging him, then franchise tagging him again, then letting your best uh, run-stuffer walk before yeah. you finalize the deal with him, he could have done whatever he wanted. It didn't matter. Right. He wouldn't have gotten what he got on the open market, but that really, it did not matter in the end because they weren't going to they weren't gonna risk yeah. letting him walk. Um, What's your number three? 
My number three is uh, it's also Carl Lawson. Uh, I agree with what you said. I mean, I think him and Williams is a really good combination. I think Salah is going to really utilize him super well. That man is defensively a genius. And um, I think Lawson was pro- – I, I would have given Lawson the best deal out, out of all the pass rushers in this class. I think yeah. in between his age and I, I know last year he had, the, I think, the fourth best pass rush win rate uh, among all. Yeah, edges. really good last year. I, I think that he really is going to be a stud. That's a great signing by the Jets. Yeah. Um. All right. So my number three, um, I'll take Will Fuller off my list just so one of us only talks about him. Uh, but I have Corey Lindsley signed to the Chargers. Um, it's an interesting thing to me because he got twelve million, I think, in annual value. Um, for like his first year, and he's like one of the best centers there is. I'm pretty sure that's like resetting the con- uh the market as a center, and. What I like about it is, you, obviously, you have Justin Herbert there, right? Like a young rookie. Um, the thing that intrigues me about this is Herbert last year was like top five quarterbacks in like PFF grade under pressure. So like he had to like outperform because like that's really uh, not reasonable to expect of a rookie. So I think this will help uh, Herbert in terms of not facing pressure and allow him to improve in that area of the game, which should help kind of balance out that like expected regression you would get from like passing under pressure because that's not like the most sustainable thing year to year i really like lindsley there um i think they did a good job of like kind of reworking that o-line i know they signed another guard from i think pittsburgh was matt filer i think was his last yeah. name Feeler, um for like three years 21 million so i'm glad they're giving herbert some protection yeah he was running for his life <laughs> yeah i mean that that's really when you really think about it that is that's what you got to do you have to build you want to give your guys weapons on the outside, obviously. You always want that. But, I mean, he had weapons last year. Just dude had negative time. And Keenan Allen's weapon, Mike Williams' weapon. Like, I mean, the dude just needs some sort of time. Is, yep. although, did Will, is Williams gone? No, he's still there. Really big cap hit. I'm surprised they didn't move him. Who, uh, Hunter who did the Lions just get? That, oh, that, Tyrell Williams. Okay. I knew there was a Williams. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, but number two, I got Jordan Johnson the third from uh, Cleveland. I think that is just a, I mean, ridiculously cheap deal for one of the best yeah. safeties in the league. Three years, thirty-three point eight, and I mean, I mean, it's just it's just a steal. And Cleveland needed a really good safety. It's a perfect fit. Uh, I forget who they had last year, but not I'm blanking. Ronnie on. Harrison and someone else that yeah. oh, Sandejo was playing a bunch. Of yeah, Sandejo. Was in safety, which was not ideal for them. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I think Johnson's a really good fit there, and he would have been a good fit anywhere. I'm surprised that on the open market he got nothing, but yeah. uh, it does seem like safeties are getting paid less and less over the. Yeah. Even though I, I do think a free safety, especially, is a very valuable position to have, and it's pretty undervalued. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I know Anthony Harris is still on the market right now. Like, I, I think it does seem like there, there's that trend. Yeah. Uh, but who's number two for you? I had a uh, Corey Davis signing to the Jets. He got three years. I want to say thirty-three point five, um, around there. Anyways, um, I really liked him. Breakout guy in his last year in his rookie contract with the Titans. Really good outside receiver. Um, him and Brown were like amazing last year, and I think if they can replicate that, they. Uh, I know they want to sign another receiver, maybe draft one, Juju or a slot guy, whoever that may be. I think Davis can find something with, you know, Crowder still there. Mims is still there. I think Zach Wilson's basically a lock to New York at this point. Um, so I'm glad they're, you know, surrounding their next quarterback with weapons. They got Davis for really cheap. Um, 
Yeah, I like everything about that deal. I think it was a good job at pouncing on, like, because as you said, right, it's like a weak wide receiver market. So getting a guy at a good value to um, getting ahead of that and letting other people fight for, like, the remaining pieces, I think the Jets did a really good job there. Yeah, and I saw a lot of reports that teams are just not high on this wide receiver market. Even, I mean, at the top, Galladay, who I think is one of the best receivers in the league. I think I, I think he's a bona fide number one receiver, but the hip issue is still something people will look at, and it's, yeah. it, it's alarming. And I think that's why the Giants, are, you know, they're bringing him in for a full physical. They really want to make sure that everything is good there. But mm-hmm. um, before we go on to number one, who we, we've talked about this beforehand, but uh, some of your worst signings of the uh, yeah, sure. Um, my first one is Leonard Floyd. Um, the fact that the Giants were in on him kind of disgusted me from the start. Um, I think he's like fully a product of Aaron Donald. Um, not much else to that. Like, I, I saw one sack, it was about like Russell Wilson, but Leonard Floyd was the guy he just got like a bunch of like cleanup sacks, it felt like last mm-hmm. year, and teams are just paying off of that. Um, yeah, I don't think he's worth anything near what he got. Um, I know you have another pass rusher uh, that we also don't like. Yeah, uh, Bud Dupree, the former um, Steeler, now in Tennessee, right? Yeah, he yeah. went to Tennessee. Same kind of, I mean, just it was just not worth the money. Uh, yeah, dude, just not, he, not, he did not have a great year last year. Year before, he was solid, but edge rushers are really getting paid on in this market, and – I mean, if you gonna if you were gonna the fact that he got about both got about what more than no, more than Carl Lawson got got yeah. and I I mean that's that's bad they are I think Carl Lawson is much 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 better uh, I know Shaq Barrett was never really an option I think he's better than them but yeah, yeah. I uh, I hate both those pass rusher deals and the, another deal I hate is um we've talked really good value for wide receiver. One team that did not get good value at all for the wide receiver was the Patriots, right? Yeah. yeah. Patriots. Nelson Aguilar, who uh, had a really good year last year. He he did. I mean, for as bad as he was in Philadelphia, he was really good in Oakland. But I just – two years, I think $23 million with – look again, looking at what these other guys got. That That's when, – when you're talking about value, from what I think we kind of expected guys to get before, yeah. that made – worst worst deal but in the end given that Curtis Samuel got about 11 million a year and Corey Davis got about 11 million a year the fact that they got they went out and got Nelson Aguilar before those guys even signed and weren't even in on them or not in on them enough that and that they would choose Aguilar over them is just really really bad and I even Galladay I don't think is going to get an insane amount of money I mean yeah I think he'll get a good amount, but I'm Will Fuller just got ten million dollars. I mean, all these guys are they're not getting paid, and I just think that putting Aguilar in that top tier of receiver for this market was at all yeah. a smart idea. Yeah. Uh, two things before I move on. I don't like the Titans off season at all. Like it's just been awful. I think uh, I cut Dory. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Um, Galladay too. I really want him as a New York Giant. I don't think he's a bonafide wide receiver one though just because for the fact that like he doesn't get separation and i think there's a point where you can only do so much with contested catch uh catches and like there's obviously value to getting open but nonetheless um my second worst deal that i really like uh joe thuny to the chiefs i'm glad mahomes got protection but they really reset the guard market with him and i doesn't it doesn't make sense to me to play like to pay an interior o-line uh that much money to the point where, like, he's almost making, like, top-tier tackle money. Um, maybe they try to move him to, like, a tackle spot 
moving to center even, which would also make him like the highest paid center by like four million or something. I get the idea behind it. I just think the actual like value was off there. Yeah, um, I definitely get that. And uh, we actually have to wrap this up because my computer is about to die for some reason. That's so I'm not charging. But uh, yeah, so my my last one uh, is Kenyon Drake, who the Raiders signed. I think Kenyon Drake's a good player. I don't think he got. Oh no, right, now it's charging. All right, we're good. <laughs> I don't think he got an exuberant amount of money either. I think it was like two years, 12 and a half, which is too much for a running back. And it just shows, I mean, the Raiders invest so much in the running back position. They spent a first round pick on Josh Jacobs. They, you know, uh, paid a lot for Drake now. But that's the biggest yeah. thing. These guys spent the entire offseason cutting money. I mean, they cut incognito, brought him back, but they traded Ronnie Hudson, who's like the best center in the league. Like, all yeah. week, and because of a cap hit, they were talking. They, they were thinking about cutting him. It wasn't just like you know they got the best value in return. They were fully thinking about cutting him because they needed more money. And this is what you spend the money on. This is what yeah. you freed up all that money to get to get a running back too. Yeah, like this I isn't think, even their top running back. Right. I think Gruden's a good coach. I don't I do think he has any business being in charge of player personnel. Yeah. Um, and Raiders fans have six more years of him, which uh, you know. I don't think Thomas Mayock is the exact same guy as Gruden. I mean, they have yeah. the exact same philosophy. So right. it, it's uh, they're, they're both building that team in both their image, and it is a 1980s image. Although they did sign John Brown, which I like that deal. But other than that, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. And then my last worst signing, uh, another wide receiver, A.J. Green to the Cardinals. Um, Green was, like, flat out, like, just bad last year. Um, I don't know whether it's, like, old age or injuries catching up to him. But I don't think it makes much sense to get Kyler, like, another... Because I think, like, he's, like, a possession-type receiver, if you will. Mm -hmm. And at this point in his career, at least. And I think, like, Hopkins can do all of that and more. Um, Christian Kirk's there, too. I would have liked them to see, uh, you know, sign, like, a deep threat type of guy or maybe a slot guy as opposed to that. Although Kirk's there in the slot, so maybe not. But Or even just draft a guy, right? We have a really yeah. uh, deep draft class this year. And now I think they're going to spend on a running back, which is just stupid. Um, but, yeah, so those are my three worst deals. So your last one? I mean, they're either going to spend on a running back or number 16 overall. They probably will be running. <laughs> all running backs may be on the board. Najee Harris. Maybe. God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but my best deal. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned him a little before. You mentioned that he was on your list, but you didn't want to double talk about him. Will Fuller to the Dolphins just signed, and I absolutely love that deal. I think that is a I, – I think Will Fuller was the second best receiver on the market, and I mean very – I think there's an argument to say he's better than Galladay. I wouldn't make it. I know, you, like you mentioned, uh, Galladay doesn't get the separation, but I do believe that Cat that 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 strength at the catch point is just so important, and I really really yeah. valuable value that. Um, but Fuller gets separation. The dude flies. Uh, he was suspended for some part of last year, fought some injuries. It wasn't fantastic, but still, when he was on the field, had an 86.2 PFF grade. I mean, he is a very very good receiver. He's a really good fit in that um, uh, Miami wide receiver room with Devontae Parker. Um, and one year, 10 million, it's a good deal for them because, you know, they don't have to invest too much. They could still go wide receiver at three. They don't have to now, but they they definitely could because, you know, it's a one year deal. You're not, it's, he's not in there for the future and Jamar Chase will be there for the future because that's the guy they go if they go at three. Um, and 
besides that, it's a good deal for him too because I mean, they just announced the terms of this NFL deal. It's ten billion dollars a year for the next eleven years. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and with that, you know, the salary cap is going to skyrocket. Yep. Last year, it went down about ten million. This year, it's going to go up like thirty next year. Yeah. So, um, I but, think one year deals are the smartest things guys should be doing right now. Unless yeah. you got Leonard Williams, who you know you're not getting twenty one million on the open market. <laughs> uh, we keep we're gonna keep going back to that for a while. Uh, but yeah, I think one-year deals are going to be commonplace across the league. I think Juju may take one. Um, I really hope Galladay doesn't take one because the Giants are going to give him a term deal, and I really, really want him. But um, regardless, yeah, I, I in terms of the money, they still have money to spend, and it's just a really it's a good fit, and I I really like that deal by uh, Miami and Will Fuller. Yeah, um, I like Fuller a lot too. I think like from a player standpoint, before I go on to, like my last one. I'd want to take a one-year deal, especially if I'm a guy like, say, like Kenny Galladay, for example, right? Like, obviously, I want him on the Giants. I already said that. If I'm him, though, if that report about the Bengals giving him a one-year offer was true, I think I'd be all over that. Um, You get a better quarterback. You're playing with, yeah, I'd say better receivers there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I like that situation better for him. I think it'll be interesting with the cap rising, too, especially. I think Mahomes is going to look like an absolute steal in his contract that he signed with the Chiefs. Um, anyways, my number one, I'll go like 1A, 1B signing here. Um, they're both on the same team. You mentioned Josh Johnson already right from the Browns. Um, great coverage safety. I'm really surprised he only got like 12 or 13 million. The Rams, obviously they had to let him walk, which kind of sad considering they could have re-signed him and let Floyd go, which mm. I think would have been more valuable to their team. But they're keeping most of their secondary together. Really helped the Browns there. They've got a good secondary. I like Denzel Ward a lot. I like Grant Delpit coming back from a torn ACL. Ronnie Harrison's still there. Um, and then they also re-signed Richard Higgins. So a really cheap deal. Um, who had a really good connection with Baker last year. Uh, I know on deep threats, deep balls, he did really well with him in terms of like PFF grade, all that. So I think that'll be a good fit, especially when you have Odell coming back. So Higgins is going to have less attention on him. Um, yeah, I think. Andrew Barry's just like an absolute genius. Yeah, I was gonna say they've had a really good off off season. Yeah, and I think a lot of that, right? Like he embraced analytics. That's like he talked about like an interview last year he did. He uses it a lot. Like I appreciate you talking about like PFF grades. He liked those. I think he's done a great job with the Browns, and they'll be around to compete for a while. Nerd. Um, (laughs) Yo, what's the name of the podcast? Yeah, I forgot. (laughs) Crap, crap, crap. All right. Um. Shout out nerds. Shout um, out. You know. Well, that's all the time we got today talking about some uh, our top five free agents. Next Monday, we will have a hockey analytics guest. Duh. I just said guest and then I forgot the two. <laughs> um, so tune in for that. Really excited for that. Um, and yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, any last words, Jay? Uh, no, look out for next Monday. Hopefully, we get a decision on Kenny Galladay by then, too. We can rant about that for a little because, you know, Go, we're sufferable, insufferable. Bro, I will be. I genuinely like. They could overpay the hell out of him. I don't even care. I just want him. Like, I, I, I just think. I, he's- I just, I just like to state that I do care. I do care. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want them to do something. Like, it'll be fun <laughs> for them to get like the best, like one of the best, like a bunch of lists have ranked him as the best free agent before the year. Like, that would've been fun. Like, that would be a good thing for the Giants. They need to do that. Um, especially after we're paying Leonard Williams. But, um, 
Yeah, so Kenny Galladay, Jalen Waddle, it's going to happen. That's the duo. Get ready for that. I need it. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week.